0: Our thanks to SureTest and CTG for helping us to end childhood cancer. Welcome to This Week Health. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 Hospital System and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 Spring Conferences Vive in Nashville and HIMSS in Chicago. Special thanks to our partners, CDW, Rubrik, Sectra, and Trellix for choosing to invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. You can check them out on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Now, on to this interview all right here we are from HIMS 2023 in chicago and we are joined with cynthia church and tracy chu see how i did that without the badges i feel you pretty did well
1: done
0: Zell and Scripps health yeah. out of san diego correct i'm looking forward to this conversation because Zell is one of those things that the first time i've heard about it i was like say it to me again exactly what I, yeah. I like i didn't get it and you know as a former cio it took me a little while but then Now that I'm hearing implementations, I I really get it and understand it. So I'm gonna start with you. Sure. What's the problem you were trying to solve in bringing Zelf in?
2: Well, as like most health organizations, we have a lot of problems to solve. But I think the biggest area that we saw was getting our patients to really engage in our existing services and programs that we had available. We had a lot of different population health services and programs that they were eligible for, but they were being underutilized. And we were making it really difficult for them to to enroll, to even know that they were eligible for that. So we really focused on trying to close those gaps with ZELP, try to create an automated process to outreach to them, to then provide them with educational materials, and then get them to easily enroll to the app or to the service, and then help kind of create a portal or a process to then bring that information to the provider so that they can then integrate it into their care. So it was just kind of a a way to, to further that engagement and education for our patients.
0: But that first step of getting them, taking away the friction. Right. I mean, because we see it over and over again. It's right. like, oh my gosh, three clicks? Are you kidding me? I mean, I have to do this, and then fill out this form, then do this. Yeah. And it's, you just don't get that engagement you need.
2: Well, a lot of the processes we focused on initially were dependent on manual enrollment and manual intervention by our providers wow. and staff. So what we did was we said, where are we doing manual things that we how do we make this easier for clinicians and our staff and then our patients? And so when we really focused in on that, we didn't try to solve too many big problems. We really tried to focus on small problems and then say, how could we use this platform to really engage that? We were really, to be honest, quite surprised at how quickly the adoption from our patients were and just how engaged they were with the the platform itself. It just made it so much easier for them to say, oh, I had no idea that I was eligible for this and it's just one click to enroll and oh by the way, look at all this educational material I have at my fingertips. So it was it was almost like opening up a door to information they always had, but didn't know they had to open the door to, to
0: get to. It. And having a digital runway to that. People yeah. know digital. It's not yeah. like you have to no one has to teach a child how to use an iPhone. Right. They just pick mm-hmm. it up and start using it. And that's the that's the point we're at today. It's like when people talk about healthcare it's yeah. you know put it it on my phone. Give me the information. You want me to track something? Give me the tool to do it. Uh, Is that a a typical problem that health systems are looking to solve themselves, or are there others?
1: Yes, so that problem of, I mean, everybody has some sort of labor shortage right now. That's that's nothing new. And how do we make the teams that we have, how do we make their jobs easier while also helping patients to get the information, the care, whatever that they may need. So, I mean, Tracy and her team have been great with the speed that they could move, like they just made decisions and that's part of it. Right. So there's a lot of discussion around like, how should we do this? Which patients do we want to reach out to? How do we want to automate? When do we want to do this? Or if you just make decisions, you can always update and tweak and make changes later. And just make a decision, get it out the door, get these things in the patient's hands so that you can relieve the pressure, all that admin pressure on staff that are having to, having to deal with the downstream impacts when they're not engaged.
0: So we're hearing a lot about financial pressure and whatnot. Yeah. So I mean a ROI quality experience mm-hmm. both on the clinician and the patient side. Yep. Talk to me about how that changed as a result of the direction you went.
2: Well, so Core to any decision we make, we kind of focus on the quadruple aim, right, which is that patient population health approach to patient care, making sure they're engaged and have a good experience, making sure the providers and staff have a good experience and are engaged, and that, that it's, it's reducing the total cost of care. So those four pillars kind of are a part of everything we do. So when we looked at the ZELF implementation, we really focused on how do we make sure that we have the scope of work that really addresses all four of those pillars and so I think it's important to the core of that and then making sure you have a governance structure and a process where you're identifying where you're actually deploying the intervention and the people involved at the front levels to cover all four of those areas so we had clinicians we had frontline employees and staff participating in the development we had you know our finance team participating in That allows you to make that ROI case better, because then you can really, not just demonstrate the cost improvements, but also all the other pillars that are important. Because you can't, you should not do one at the detriment of all the others. You have to have a balanced approach. So, making sure you kind of approach the problem solving in that way, helps kind of make sure that all the stakeholders in the organization have buy-in to getting this done.
1: Alex's lemonade stand was started by my daughter, Alex, in her front yard. By the time she was four, she knew there was more that could be done. And she told us she was going to have a lemonade stand and she wanted to give the money to her doctor so they could help kids like her. It was cute, right? She's going to cure cancer with a lemonade stand. Like only a four-year-old would think that. But from day one, it just exceeded anything we could have imagined because people responded so generously to her.
0: We are working to give back and are excited to partner with Alex's Lemonade Stand this year. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. At Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, they understand the personal side of the diagnosis, the resources needed and the impact that funded research can have for better treatments and more cures. You can get more information about them at alexslemonade.org. We are asking you to join us. You can hit our website, there's a banner at the top and it says, Alex's Lemonade Stand there. You can click on that and give money directly to the lemonade stand itself. Now, back to the show. Well, one of the things I like about Scripps, I saw a presentation from someone from Scripps and they they showed me clear KPIs. They showed me measuring a project once it was done. Right. It doesn't happen all that often in healthcare. I'd love to say that it happens all the time, but it doesn't happen all that often. There was a sense in which hey, you know, here's the quadruple aim, Yep. we're going to implement this, this is what we expect, and then getting done and looking at it and saying, this is this is what we Yeah, expect. and
2: the way we approach that is, we really approach it in two segments. You've got your success measures, me- measuring the process. So the process to actually get to the improvement, and then the outcome measure itself. So process measures are things like, are you following the right workflow? Are you seeing adoption in terms of enrollment in the application itself? Or are you seeing patients engage more and more in- the application and then the outcome is ultimately what we're all working towards which is their quality of care is better their adherence to their care plan is better their health is improved and we can measure it by X so making sure you have KPIs in process as well as outcome is critical and we try to do that we're a lead organization and we try to make sure we follow that of the lead principles KPIs.
0: Cynthia have you guys, It's interest, I was listening to a CIO panel and they were talking about ROI models and published studies. Mm -hmm. They said, these are very important things. I I assume you have ROI models as you go in and you have success stories and and studies that you can look at.
1: Yes, so a lot of the ROI, it comes down to patient engagement. How much is it worth to you to have that patient engaged? So, and that's the health system by health system. Like it's not for me to put a dollar value on that. Like you have to tell me what that's worth and then I can tell you what the volume of patients you have at any given point in that engagement funnel. And the other is time saving. And this one, back to the automation point, this one's a bit of a softer measure. It's like, how much is a click worth? How much is three clicks worth? How much is five minutes of admin time worth? How do you measure that? How do you quantify that? And I think that's one of the challenges that digital health in general faces, is that some of the measures, although intuitively you know, yes, there's a benefit, saying it's exactly this many dollars down to cents is is really challenging. So you have to philosophically believe, yes, this does have a dollar tied to it in the end, in this range and not get bogged down in the precision that you might want in other clinical studies.
0: The the clinician experience in mm-hmm. this. Now, I mean what you describe is more of a population health thing. Right. But I've heard systems for using Zelf where essentially they are putting things in the hands of the clinicians where they can engage them with digital tools so they can okay. essentially prescribe digital tools. I mean we talked to Ashner and, and some others who are prescribing digital tools. Right. Have you gone that far with the tool yet or?
2: We have, but I think again core to our principles was how do we make sure the clinicians protected time with the patient was was protected. I mean we were actually really trying to get our clinicians away from interacting with the EMR or with digital tools. so that they because what we found and I think you hear this all the time the relationship between the physician and the patient is is why we're in healthcare, right? That's, patients don't come to your clinics and your hospitals to experience the wait line and the registration. They go there to really have that relationship with the doctor. So our job was to try to protect that and to make sure that we were doing everything possible to support that. So providing communication before the visit, providing education before, having the patient be empowered to have prompt the physician to ask questions about it. That is. Much more effective as a tool because right. now the ownership's on the patient too, and they feel personally, you know, accountable to adhering to this program or whatever. So, to me, you know, population health is about empowering patients and giving them the tools so that they have what they need to take care of themselves, not to make the physicians give them the, the tools to do it. But I think if you focus it that way, you're yep. actually going to get the win on the provider side as well.
0: Right. It's really interesting. And I, I, I think we'll close with you as I, I th- think about digital engagement. The interesting thing from the consumer side is they have more choices today than they had before. Mm-hmm. Think about our health plan. Our health plan with my employees, they can go to the payer's site and hit that and actually have a telehealth visit before they go to anybody else who happens to be potentially local. And so now they have a lot of, a lot of different choices. One of the distinctions that a script will have is that personal experience. It's that eye contact. It's it's really maximizing that over... uh, And as we talk to, as different health systems sort of explore this, they've got to start to figure out how to compete in a digital world and I realize we're still the biggest users of faxes in the, in the yes. world. Yes, yes, this is true. old um, yeah.
1: users, I think. Yeah, and, and that, that fax, could be true. Yeah, for the fax uh, machine in business, that's healthcare's mission, Great. But
0: But this is, I mean, this becomes foundational of how do we engage consumers digitally? How do we engage patients digitally in the automation aspect of it with an eye towards what we do well? Are there other examples of how Zealth is working with other clients?
1: In terms of engaging patients digitally and, and differently, yeah. um, I think the variety of ways that you can use digital outreach, anything from wayfinding through to device monitoring, like it's, it's the whole range. And the idea of, well, digital health is just downloadable apps and programs, or you know, it's only for a specific thing. It's really how do you engage with your patients as a person? So think about their daily lives, think about what they're doing. Everybody knows what is it, 98% of healthcare doesn't happen within a healthcare environment. Right. So how do you think about what the person is doing in their daily life and incorporate your messaging and incorporate your the timing of when you deliver things into times that make sense? So when they're thinking about healthcare. So we have a lot of automation that goes out like around an appointment. That's when it's on your mind. You want to the doctor next week. In advance of your visit, do this. I just got discharged. Following discharge, here's some information. So having things in context is what a lot of our health systems are are looking at.
0: Well, thank you for your time. Hopefully you have a great rest of the conference.
2: Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conference. I love hearing from people on the front lines and it's phenomenal that they've taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community. It is greatly appreciated. We want to thank our partners, CDW, Rubric, Sectra and Trellix who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.